0: Let's talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, hockey, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all the action. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple, each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap and then sit back and watch your points pile up. Now that you know how to play, Download the DraftKings app and sign up using promo code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings. Minimum $5. Deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
1: Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron. And veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron.
2: Welcome to the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network Saturday, March the 6th, Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith ready to break down the Saturday NHL card. It is a big one, as it often is here on a Saturday. Uh, We'll get right to it. Uh, Usually we like to recap the previous day, but we got a lot of games uh, on tap uh, on this Saturday card. Uh, We'll start with the Buffalo Sabres and the New York Islanders, and uh, it is hard to find anybody to board. The Buffalo Sabres Express or bandwagon right now with the way this team is in free fall and the betting markets are telling you that clear as day right now. The Islanders open minus 195 in this game and the betting markets are telling you it ain't high enough. They are now minus 230, minus 260 now, even up in some sports books at this point in time. So it is a avalanche of money on the New York Islanders, the total five, five and a half, depending on when you, where you look, I'm not trying to make the case for Buffalo. I'm not, and I'm not about to Kevin Adams, the GM though, did come out publicly made a statement yesterday saying this is unacceptable. This can't keep going. We can't keep playing like this. We've got to be better than what we're showing right now as an organization. I don't know if that's going to be a galvanizing tool that is going to work uh, for this Sabres team tonight. But it's something he's going to the well with, and he's going to attempt to try to instill some kind of spark here with those words for this Sabres team. That, again, uh, it's been tough sledding for them. I guess the only positive about the uh, loss to the Islanders the other night is that finally Taylor Hall scored a goal. You know, you got to find some glimmer of hope somewhere, some bit of positive news. Maybe that's it. If anything, I would actually, because I would expect Buffalo after what their GM said, basically called them out you know, is essentially what he did. I expect them to actually have a pretty good opening to the game aggressive. I could see maybe if you like Buffalo money line first periods potentially, but do I trust them over the course of 60 minutes to win a game against uh, the Islanders? No, I don't right now. So it's a game where I would lean to that in the first period. I did bet the over small because I I did see some things too, that Buffalo is really going to try to, be more aggressive. They've got to try to jumpstart things five on five. And they say their D hasn't pinched enough. They haven't activated their blue line enough in a lot of their situations offensively. So you might be able to see that here in this game today, the total open five in some spots, there is five is five and a and a half out there. Mostly there are still a couple fives, but I think the over don't go crazy with it. It's an Islander game and it's a Buffalo team that's had trouble scoring. But I think based on what we've uh, I've read uh, about the Buffalo situation uh, they're going to be trying to at least be a, a little bit more assertive, aggressively, off, aggressive offensively, and the fact Taylor Hall scored, maybe, maybe that's a help that he can maybe get on a little bit of a roll. It's a big question mark, but maybe with that one goal he scored the other night, he can get his game going uh, a little bit. So I do like the over just a bit. Uh, Alex B. Smith, what do you think here? Sabres Islanders.
0: It's a,
1: a tough one for me. Obviously, the price uh, for the Islanders is way too high, even uh, playing it in regulation. So, so you want, you know, we talked about it a couple episodes ago, how you want to try to attack big favorites in, in different avenues. He like said, I, I don't like you know, looking at them in the first period. I think Buffalo would come out with a little bit more uh, fire and intensity early in this game and then probably taper off late. Like you said, this is a, a Buffalo team that's just not playing well. I mean, even you know, if, if they get their heads right and, and they're focused and, and have a you know solid mindset, they still, in my opinion, don't have enough talent uh, to hang around with this Islander team right now. So, uh, you know, everything kind of cancels out for me. So it's just going to be a, a pass. I might look for something in game potentially uh, if you know things just spiral out of control right out of the start uh, for Buffalo and the Islanders get a couple of goals. Uh, maybe you can even take a shot with a you know, uh, you know, a different puck line or, or something of that nature. But uh, I just want to kind of wait and see what happens you know after Buffalo getting called out by the GM, see
2: if there is a little bit of spark and energy. All right, we got the Rangers and Devils. Rangers minus one fifteen, road favorites, five and a half, the total in this one. This is a very, very Gary, shaky, tricky card for me today. I'm not going crazy. I'm, I'm keeping everything small. I'm keeping a, a, most things small. There's a couple I really like, and we'll get to them later. But these revenge situations where, again, you've got Buffalo looking to bounce back after a loss to the Islanders. You've got the Devils looking to bounce back after losing to the Rangers. Yet I don't trust these revenging teams. I don't. You know, they're just not playing well. Buffalo not playing well. I don't trust New Jersey today. Nico Heche out still. Uh, indefinitely, that's a problem for this Devils team. Their offense has gone in the tank, and it's unfortunate. You know, uh they started out getting some good offensive contributions from Andreas Janssen. Those have uh, petered out, petered out a little bit. Miles Wood, Pavel Zaka, Kyle Palmieri have kind of tapered off after a good start to the season. It's been tough to score goals. It'll be Georgiev versus Blackwood. Uh, your goaltending matchup here in this game. I think the Rangers have the sense of it that they could be a team that's about to uh, come on just a little bit. We'll see Georgiev hasn't played in a while. So I'm a little bit pumping the brakes on backing them, but I would lean absolutely to the Rangers. I don't trust the uh, devils to get uh, their offense going. And that's been where their issues have been uh, in recent games. They've struggled to find the back of the net. So, uh, not going back to the well with the Rangers here, but I uh, do lean uh, in their direction. Uh, Alex, how about you, Rangers, Devils?
1: Yeah, it's a lean with the Rangers as well. And, you know, the total, I would like to play this one under, especially because, like I said, Blackwood and, and Gorgiev, you know, there's two of the, uh, the better goalies for each respective team. But, uh, you know, the history, and I, I said it, you know, watch out for the last game. Sure enough, it was, you know, the Rangers uh, pouring it on. They got six goals and, you know, game flies over. Uh, and we've seen now it's 10 1 1 the last 12 meetings going over the total between these two teams. And these aren't, you know, teams that light up the lamp that often, you know, we've been talking about New Jersey having consistency scoring for, you know, years now. Uh, usually the Rangers are you know more of a, a up and down offensive team. So uh, with that being said, can't play anything on the total. Just would look at the side with the Rangers.
2: All right. Yeah. Jimmy Murphy, by the way, he's got Bruins media availability. And if you watch that Capitals Bruins game, uh, that's why he's not along on the show today. But if you watch the Bruins Capitals game, you'd know there's just a lot of news coming out of that game uh, last night with everything that happened surrounding a certain Tom Wilson. But uh, yeah, uh, Jimmy will give us, I'm sure, some good uh, influence uh, and thoughts about that next time he's on the show, because uh, definitely some controversy with Tom Wilson's hit uh, on Brandon Carlo last night uh, in that game against the uh, Bruins. Philadelphia-Pittsburgh, we've got the uh, Penguins. Actually, it's pretty much even money, minus 110 both sides here, total six. I'm just going to stick with what's been working, and that's overs with these two teams. I've talked about it ad nauseum. It's been one over after another, had another uh, over the total the other night two straight overs this week. Every Flyer-Penguin game has gone over the total this season. I think we're going to get more of the same here today. It's the same two goalies, Brian Elliott, Tristan Jari. And that's another thing, too, now. They're seeing these goalies for the second, third game in a row in some instances. You know, familiarity breeds better success. And, you know, these offenses and these forwards on both sides, they, they've now seen enough of both of these goalies that they know uh, where they're weaker at and, and how to exploit those. Uh, and it's just when these two teams get together, styles make fights. You get goals going in both ways, and I think that's what we're going to see here. I lean Philly because I do like to, in this rubber match, you know, where Pittsburgh won the first game, Philly won the second game, I kind of lean a little bit to who I think is the better team, Philly. Um, but Pittsburgh's been good off a loss since the brass changed, and they got uh, Burke and Hextall on board. Uh, I think it's it, this game could be won by either side, so I don't have a strong opinion, just a small lean to the Flyers, but I do like this over one more time, over six between Philly and Pittsburgh. Uh, Alex, what's your take on this one?
1: Yeah, I like this over as well. You said these two teams are just, you know, familiar with one another. And, uh, you know, the, the, the scoring chances for both teams are usually always there. We've seen five straight overs now uh, between these two clubs. And I actually kind of lean with the Penguins here, especially now they're getting uh, Brian Dumoulin and Evan Rodriguez back in the lineup. So, uh, you know, that's not going to mean that the defense is going to start playing lights out all of a sudden, but at least those guys are there and they'll help and and contribute a little bit. So uh,
2: it's a lean with the pins, but I like the over six more. All right, Uh, both of us liking the over there. Uh, Brian Dumoulin, yeah, one of the best defense. I think he's actually maybe superseded Tang, to be honest with you, as the best defenseman on this team. I mean, at both ends of the ice, great skater, moves the puck well, and good in his own end. So uh, to see him back now, uh, coming back from that lower body injury, activated for the uh, Penguins, that's definitely going to make them uh, a better hockey team. No question about that uh, moving forward. Uh, next game, Florida-Nashville. Florida minus 135 road favorites, five and a half, the total shaded to the over. This is the last of the four uh, afternoon games. So this is the last of the uh, matinee quartet, you could say. Uh, and to me, I don't see what changes last game to this game. Now, I don't know. Florida did kind of fall asleep. Down the stretch, there they had the big lead, and then Nashville actually pulled it within five-four. Although the the fourth Nashville goal came with barely a few seconds left, so the game was already won for Florida. So they didn't exactly, you know, finish the game strong, but they certainly got the win and controlled the game, and you know, played very well and and showed Nashville once again. It's like beating a dead horse here. Where are the wins against good teams for Nashville? You, you just don't see this them, you know, win these games against better competition. It's been that way. All season long, uh, again, there's all kinds of issues. I don't like that there's the trade rumors swirling around so many of these players. It's hard to hard to win and hard to you know be focused when you don't know if you're going to be with this team uh, after the trade deadline. Because I think all, everything's on the table. You're hearing Forsberg, Granlin, uh, Arvidsson, Johansson. I mean, you're hearing a, a ton of these guys right now. Uh, that are uh, on the potential trading block for this Nashville team, knowing that they might be having to blow this thing up for a team that may not make the playoffs this year. Uh, that is definitely not putting forth an environment that's conducive to winning and good times and harmony. But let me put it that way. Uh, and now UC Soros is on IR, so Pekka is going to have to shoulder the load in net for the Predators for, the, for, for at least the uh, short term, uh, and I don't trust him to do that. So ain't broke, don't fix it. We're on Florida again here, minus 135, just like uh, we were. I was on them, and I think Alex was as well on Thursday night. Alex, what do you think? Florida-Nashville.
1: Yeah, I was on Florida and regulation, and, you know, it got kind of dicey, like you said, with, you know, Nashville coming back, and I'm thinking, oh, please don't let this be, uh, you know, like, like it was uh, you know, a couple months ago or more a month ago, rather, when uh, Florida blew the lead against Nashville. and You know, Nashville won in overtime. It was seemingly headed that same way. So I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to, you know. Lay the, the bigger price here and go with Florida and money line. Like you said, uh, you know, things are just in, in complete uh you know mess right now for Nashville. Matt Duchesne has now also been added to the IR as well. So uh, that's one less piece that they can try to sell away if they want to make some uh wholesale moves. I think he's gonna be out this in three to five weeks potentially. So uh that that's a, a big loss as far as you know what their plans might be. Uh if you know if they do decide to move uh you know a Forsberger or someone else. Now you don't have him in the lineup, and like you said, can't move Rene if you wanted to try to, uh, you know, send him off as well because UC Soros, the guy that they kind of trusted. He's on IR. It's Cascasuo will be backing up uh, Rene for the foreseeable future. So things are just just absolutely uh, dismal right now for Nashville. So they're
2: you know we're fading them again once again, uh, you know, taking the money line with Florida. All right, Winnipeg, Montreal. Uh, the rest of the, the uh, games on this Saturday slate that we were talking about are night games. We've got Montreal minus one forty. Uh, home favorites five and a half shaded to the over uh, the total in this game. I'm not laying a buck forty with Montreal. I'm not doing it. I didn't do it the other night. And sure enough, Winnipeg uh, beats them in overtime <clears throat> by a score of four to three. Look, uh, Montreal did play. That's two games. You know where they, they beat Ottawa. They 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 played they played reasonably well. Montreal the other night against Winnipeg that overtime loss. But at the end of the day, they weren't able to get the victory. Uh, that's definitely concerning. Uh, and another concern too is you know can carry price. Play well. He's going to be the goalie tonight for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. It's him and Connor Hellebuck, your two starting goalies. He was a lot better. I will give him that. For as much as we've you know been critical of him, he was much better against Ottawa. The last start earlier this week, they won that game two to one, three to one. Yes, but that was Ottawa. Now you're facing a Winnipeg team. We know what they've got up front with Shifley, Wheeler, Kyle Connor. A lot of weapons. Still a good offense, even after losing line. A, Dubois has really started to get it going for the Jets as well. Uh, at this price, I'm not taking Winnipeg. I am going uh, to not taking Montreal. I'm not on Winnipeg either, though. And I'll say and I'll tell you why that is, because I missed the opportunity. I said, if they win Thursday, I'm probably going to stay off them Saturday. And of course, they won. Had they lost Thursday? Well, I absolutely would have come back on Winnipeg tonight because Winnipeg's undefeated off a loss. They have been phenomenal in that role. Uh, But now it's Montreal off the defeat, looking to avoid not only 0-2 against Winnipeg at home, but 0-4 against Winnipeg in these four games that they played head-to-head with the Jets this season. So this is a big game for Montreal. I expect them to play like it, and for that reason, I'm not on Winnipeg. I lean there. I think the value's there, but I'm not going to get there. Uh, What do you think, Alex? Winnipeg-Montreal.
1: I'm gonna take a shot at this team total over two and a half for Winnipeg. I think that's a a, a good number and a good price. You only land a dollar fifteen uh, if you shop around. You know, like I said, you know, we got to try and, and trust in Carey Price stringing together good starts right now, and you know that's something that uh, we haven't been able to see so far. And you know, we'll see how things progress with him now. He's, obviously, he's got a new goalie coach and Sean Burke, so you know they're gonna try and kind of you know build things back up to it to where he is. Obviously, Carey Price is is. Uh, you know, a world-class goalie when he has everything going right. But uh, that just hasn't been the case right now. This is a, a Winnipeg team that's, like I said, showing some bright signs offensively. Uh, you know, we, we've seen them, you know, score, you know, four more goals uh, through most of these, you know, six of the last seven that they've won. So uh, I'm going to take a shot here with Jets team total over.
2: That's, that's a good way to go about it if you like Winnipeg tonight, because then you take out what Montreal does. Montreal could come out storming. Buzz the net, find their offense a little bit, but just relying on Winnipeg to get three goals—that's a good way to. That's a good route to take if you like Winnipeg tonight. You know, you just worry about hey, Winnipeg's got a good offense; they score three goals a, or more in a lot of games. They're facing Carey Price, who are still a little bit questionable about what he's going to b- deliver. You know, he was good against Ottawa, but he's facing a much better team now. You know, just asking the Jets to go to three, get three goals—that might be the safest. Uh, method, uh, to, to, to if you like Winnipeg in this game tonight against Montreal. Uh, Toronto and Vancouver. We've got uh, Toronto, minus 190, road favorites, total six and a half here, uh, shaded to the under in this one. Vancouver jumped on that bad spot for Toronto. I mean, we mentioned it on Thursday's show. That was one of those, look, if the Leafs are going to have a stumbling block and finally have a, lo- a loss, it's probably going to be on a back-to-back, on the road, Short turnaround after sweeping the Oilers, and sure enough, and with Michael Hutchinson in net. Now, I'm not saying they would have uh, won the game with Frederick Anderson or another goalie, but uh, that was definitely part of the uh, story as well. Hutchinson uh, was in net, uh, and he kind of struggled a little bit for the uh, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs in that game. The one goal uh, that he allowed, it shouldn't have went in. Uh, He definitely should have had the one goal that Vancouver scored in that game. Uh, But now I think it's a good spot here for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs to bounce back, have a much better game uh, in this one against the Canucks. Canucks got their win. Toronto finally got a much-needed day off. In fact, I don't even think they practiced yesterday, uh, and that was definitely good. They needed it. They played a lot of games. They've been on the road for a while. I expect them to be fresh, ready to jump, uh, come out firing, come out strong, uh, out of the gate tonight, uh, this Leafs team facing uh, Vancouver. Uh, And I expect them to get the uh, win here as well uh, in this one. I'm on two Different Toronto bets tonight. I'm on Toronto puck line minus one and a half, plus one thirty in this game, Uh, and I am also on the first period for the Toronto Maple Leafs here minus a half goal, plus one thirty. That first period puck line as well with the Leafs. I'm going to go with go go double up here on the Leafs here first period puck line minus a half, plus one thirty, and also the full game puck line minus one and a half, uh, plus one thirty. Uh, I think Toronto, Toronto, we know is the better team and they had beaten Vancouver in every game before losing in that, you know, very tricky, dubious spot that they were in on Thursday night. I think they bounce back here and get the win. And obviously Freddie Anderson will be back uh, in net tonight as well for the uh, Leafs. Demko has been good. Demko shut out the Jets and he played great against the Leafs. That's the one little concern. He's had two amazing starts in a row, but now, you know, this will be a great offensive team. Loaded with offensive skill and talent and weapons, getting a second crack at the same goalie two games in a row. I expect the Leafs to be better with their ec- uh, execution offensively. Uh, Alex, what's your thoughts here? Leafs Canucks.
1: Yeah, I like that first period puck line with Toronto as well. I uh, a good price. That's something that I've, I've played quite often with the Leafs. I think this may be, this be the fifth or sixth time this season that I've uh, played that in cash, at least four of them. So uh, that's, like I said, a good spot. You know, like I said, same, seeing the same goalie again. Uh, and with the kind of skill that Toronto has, that's, you know, something that they usually can take advantage of more often than not. Uh, so like I said, you know, weird spot for them in that last game, I expect them to get the revenge as well, but I'm
2: just going to go play it safe with the, uh, first period puck line. All right. First period puck line for Alex B. Smith as well. Minus a half goal. Plus one thirty. Minnesota, Arizona. We've got Minnesota minus one forty. Uh, road favorites. Total five and a half, shaded to the under. Cash with Minnesota last night. So did Alex. That was his best bet. That was his only bet, I believe. Last night was uh, Minnesota in regulation. Uh, they got the job done. Kind of misleading. I mean, Arizona had their chances. Kakinen was really strong in net, uh, and they came on as the game went on, Arizona. But you just can't dig yourself that kind of hole against any team, uh, let alone Minnesota, and expect to dig your way out of it. Rick Tockett sort of ripped his team after the game. So I'd expect Arizona to bring it tonight. He was not happy. He was about as angry as I've seen him as a Coyote head coach after that performance last night for his team, especially the start uh, to that hockey game. So uh, I got my Minnesota win last night. Uh, I'm not back on them tonight uh, in this game against Arizona. I think Arizona will play a lot better. In fact, I'd lean a little to the Coyotes tonight. Uh, But just like with Jersey and just like with Buffalo and just like with uh, Arizona here in this game, These teams that are looking to avenge the loss in the previous game, I don't love their form, and I love the form of the other team enough and respect the way the opponent's been playing lately, where I don't think I just assume that the bounce-back theory with the Buffalo Sabres, with the New Jersey Devils, and here with Arizona is going to work. That being said, uh, I do think that they're going to play a lot harder, a lot tougher. They say we lost puck battles all over the ice. Uh, Tockett's sort of critical of that following the loss last night. So I'd expect Arizona to bring it tonight. It's just a question of will it be enough to win. Lean Zona, but just a lean for me. What do you think, uh, Alex, here, Minnesota-Arizona?
1: Yeah, like I said, you know, Cash, uh, a nice winner. That was the only play I did have was, uh, like I said, Wild in regulation last night. And, you know, he said, yeah, it was a misleading score, and it was really misleading in the, in the sense of that the Wild could have been up 5 nothing around the time they scored their second goal of the game in the, in the first period they had that many chances and Ronta made a couple of, of 10 bell saves uh you know to to keep them uh, in that game for as long as he could but you know end up like he said you know in being four or nothing and then 5-1 that game could have easily been a 8-1 9-1 final if Ronta had been playing just uh you know an average game the way that the wild were swarming offensively uh you know Kirill Kaprizov you know been talking about him uh, a lot lately, you know, being the front runner for the Calder Trophy, he is definitely proving his worth right now. But like I said, you know, we weren't worried about him at the beginning of the year. We knew he, he the kind of skill and talent he had. It was just wondering if the secondary scoring was going to be there. And that has come back in waves. Uh, Zach Parise looked well after being a healthy scratch. So like I said, you know, this wild team's they had a little bit of a flat spot, but they were able to bounce back nicely. Uh, I think they're going to play well tonight. But like I said, Arizona – uh, talk ripping the team. They should give a little bit more energy as well. So I like the first period over, uh, one and a half, you only land a dollar 10 or a dollar 15 here. And actually, uh, kind of kicking myself that I didn't play that last night. I actually was leaning that way. I know Arizona has been kind of trending more to the under in that spot, but Minnesota is one of those better first period over teams. And if they're bringing a, the, um, you know, a good amount of energy and Arizona can
2: match that tonight, uh, I think we'll see at least a couple of goals early in the first period. All right, Anaheim, Colorado, uh, Colorado minus 125 home favorites, five and a half the total in this game. Colorado uh, coming from behind to get the uh, overtime victory uh, against the Anaheim Ducks uh, last night. Uh, Not not a pretty performance from Colorado, but they get the win. They get the two points. That's all all that matters. Uh, Nate McKinnon was a surprise late scratch. We had heard all day he was going to play, you know, because of the uh, lower body injury suffered the game before, but – Uh, Sure enough, wasn't good enough, wasn't feeling right before the game and ended up being a scratch. It looks like he's going to be out again tonight. Not going to play, likely not playing tonight either against the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Uh, Not a game I'm going to get involved. I'm not asking Anaheim to win a game for me. I'm just not. You know, they're just nine in a row now they've lost. Find ways to lose. They actually played halfway decent last night against a good avalanche team and still found a way uh, to lose that game. Uh, But again, Colorado Sometimes putting the boots to the same team twice in a row, they've, they've let their teams off the hook in that spot before. So just to the game all around, it's a tough gauge for me. Not much value on Colorado, especially after they already won last night. So it's a pass for me. What do you think here, uh, Alex Ducks-Avs?
1: Yeah, someone mentioned in the chat earlier that no team has lost 10 in a row since the 97-98 season. I think that was the Tampa Bay Lightning that did that, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, you know, it's, it's like I said, you, it's hard to, you know, keep fading uh, uh Anaheim team that's losing, especially when you know you know the prices are gonna be inflated more and more. And we've seen Colorado lay a couple eggs as a big favorite uh this season. Like you said they you know were down uh in that game last night and had to come back to win. So this is what I'm just gonna completely stay away from. Maybe look for something live. Uh you know if Anaheim gets a goal but let's say they're not playing at you know uh, a high level Colorado is still kind of buzzing a little bit might play on Colorado next to score and grab something to, with them on a cheaper money line price potentially. But uh, as of uh, anything
2: pregame, I'm going to pass. One bet I might make on this game is the over if it's Eminem and net Miller and Miska. And there's a chance we might see both of them tonight. Ryan Miller for the ducks, uh, Hunter Miska for the avalanche tonight. And if that's the case, you got, you know, less than stellar numbers so far this season for both of those guys. Uh, Maybe the game can get over the total if we get that goaltending matchup. That might be on my card if that's what we see with these two goaltenders. Uh, Columbus and Dallas. Dallas minus 135. Home favorites. Total five. Shaded to the over here. Minus 130. Uh, Dallas just in a complete and utter rut right now. Uh, We've talked about other offenses struggled. uh, And it continued against Columbus the other night. Jackets plus price. Cashed a ticket with them the other night. Um, I'm, I'm... Definitely leaning to come back to Columbus again here. I mean, Dallas just can't be laying a a price right now with their offense just in a complete funk. Their power plays lifeless, dismal. And uh, Anton Udobin, not what he was last year. You know, not that shutdown, uh, you know, impenetrable force in between the pipes that he was last year, particularly in the playoffs for the Dallas Stars. Just a whole boatload of issues right now. I know they're not going to lose every game the rest of the season, But we're talking about where they're being priced in this particular game. And right now, you're talking about minus, you know, 135 here uh, for a team that just can't get out of their own way right now. Uh, Columbus is also another one of those teams that have they always been able to sweep teams too straight? No, they have not. And that's definitely a lingering worry in the back of my mind. But uh, I'm still back in Columbus here, plus 115. It's just a straight Dallas laying price. Dallas is chalk right now. No. That's not that's not something that can be, in my opinion. Jake Ottinger and Nett, uh, we'll see if that sparks something for Dallas here. He's only two and four. You know, his numbers are actually not bad. 2.31 goals against 913 save percentage, but two and four record. What's that mean? No run support, to use a baseball term. That's what it means from his uh, Stars team. He's not getting people scoring for him, so... You know, he might play well, but what's what good is it if your team just not finding the back of the net right now? So uh, I'm still going to go ahead with Columbus here at the plus price. What do you think here, Alex? Columbus, Dallas.
1: Well, yeah, you mentioned Ottinger uh, not getting the run support. But I mean, if you look at those losses, three of them came in overtime. Uh, and that's kind of the way that Dallas has kind of played the late. Either they've lost games or they've been able to kind of hang around and win or, or at least take a game past 60 minutes. So I'm going to look here at the regulation draw plus 300. It's either the two teams that. Uh, you know, just aren't playing well overall. We saw Columbus get the win, but, uh, you know, they've had their own struggles as well right now. It wouldn't shock me at all to see this be a 2-2 or
2: 3-3 game after 60 minutes. So I'm going to play the draw at plus 300. All right, plus 300 draw. Columbus-Dallas for Alex. St. Louis-Los Angeles, we've got the Blues, a minus 145 road favorites, total five and a half shaded to the under. Again, so many back-to-backs, you have to be careful. The Blues st- stole one essentially last night, like, like LA is just a few seconds away from winning that game up two to one. Uh, David Perron ties it to two, uh, in, in late in the third period. And then the blues get the win in overtime, three to two tough, tough loss for the LA Kings. So, this, and I cast with the blues. I, I did add the blues, uh, as a play last night, uh, in, uh, after the show. Uh, so I was happy, but I don't know if I'm going to come back to St. Louis here. Uh, now you're laying a bigger price with the Blues as well, minus 145. They were only minus 120 to minus 130 last night, and now they're minus 145. So you're talking about value. It's not just about winning and losing. It is, obviously. You want to win your bets. But at the same point in time, St. Louis, last night was the good spot for St. Louis. They lost two in a row in to L.A. at home just a week or so ago. And the Blues came out with that game with purpose. You know, they wanted to get that win. They wanted to finally slay the dragon that was the L.A. Kings. They did that. Uh, But I don't know if I want to go back to the well with the Blues. They were playing better. I mean, they've now won uh, four in a row, L.A., two against Anaheim, and then the wild one with San Jose last Saturday, which snapped their losing streak. Zach Sanford, Braden Shen, uh, Ryan O'Reilly, I mean, all in good – Jordan Cairo, all in great form offensively right now uh, for this Blues team. Uh, but to me, I cashed with the Blues, a little fortunate to get there with them, to pull one out like that, and now they're laying a bigger price, and you know L.A. is probably going to want to come back chomping at the bit after uh, losing that game in the heartbreaking fashion they did. So, you know, I'm not stepping in front of the nice little run St. Louis is on, but the price isn't there like it was last night. It's a pass for me. Alex, how about you, Blues versus Kings?
1: I'm going to go over five and a half here with, with this spot. And, you know, like I said, this Blues team, ever since that – uh, crazy game last week uh, against uh, San Jose. You know, they've seemed the things have kind of you know turned in their favor. Obviously, now they've won four in a row. LA has lost four in a row. Uh, you know, we've seen a, a bit of aggression to the form with the uh, the Kings. They were playing pretty well at one point, but uh, except like some you know a couple of tough defeats in that stretch. Obviously, but uh, I definitely think we're going to see some goals here from from both of these teams. And uh, Bennington back in net. We'll see if you know he still hasn't just be, you know returned back to the form we saw him a couple of years ago. Uh so you know that's like I said I think there's gonna be a lot of scoring chances between these two teams of getting a good price at five and a half and gonna go over
2: all right uh next up we've got calgary taking on Edmonton uh Edmonton minus 120 uh home favorites here total six and a half shaded to the under Battle of Alberta always a marquee event I hate that it's right up against the UFC at the very same time so I'm gonna have to do my damnedest to keep uh, an eye on both of these things uh in the late night hours uh tonight so Uh, We'll have to wait and see how this goes, but uh, definitely should be another great game between these two teams. Be careful about let's back Calgary here because it's the first game after the coaching change. Daryl Sutter's not going to be behind the bench tonight. He's still quarantining. So it's actually going to be the assistant coach of the Flames that's the acting head coach tonight. Uh, He's got to quarantine for a few more days. I believe Tuesday is going to be the game where he's actually behind the Flames bench for the first time since being hired as the Flames head coach. I still would lean to Calgary a little bit here because you get that team still after the coaching change, bringing it, but he's actually not going to be there behind the bench tonight. So just be aware of that. And the one thing that's also why I'm not going to pull the trigger on Calgary, it's because look, I think Edmonton's going to bring it too. I mean, they had their pride basically taken away from them by the Toronto Maple Leafs in those three games. That was pillar to post beatdown and domination and just absolutely you know, just completely thrashed from start to finish in all three games. Now they've had a few days to lick their wounds, hear from the media about how bad they were, and hear how Connor McDavid had no points, you know, in those three games against Toronto head-to-head, and Leon Dreisaitl didn't get much going. They got to hear this from the local media, and, you know, I'd expect them to be fired up, to say the least, the Oilers tonight. So I expect both teams to really be two teams that bring it tonight. This could be one whale of a hockey game. If Calgary's uh, motivated and fired up, which they should be first game post-coaching change, even with Sutter, not actually there on the bench tonight. And then I expect the Oilers to really try to be out for blood here and try to uh, make amends for just that hideous three-game set that they had uh, against the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, on the weekend. So uh, I expect – or throughout the course of the week, I should say. So I expect both teams to bring it. I kind of lean over, but six and a half, and – and it goes against my theory that I thought with the, that we spoke about with Jimmy on Friday's show, when we talked a little about Daryl Sutter's hiring is that Daryl Sutter is going to bring defensive mindset, you know, be good from the back end out, be good, sound defensively in your own zone, good team defense, maybe a little tighter checking, lower scoring hockey is in Calgary's future. So I believe that could be the case. Maybe it's not till Tuesday, you know, when he's actually physically in, There, right behind the bench of this team. But I think that's generally what you're going to see more out of Calgary, some lower scoring hockey. So that's why I'm going to pump the brakes on the over. I lean Calgary, but I also expect Edmonton to bring one hell of an effort. So it's a good game to watch, maybe a good game to bet live, uh, but pass for me in terms of a pregame opinion. Uh, Alex, what about you, Calgary, Edmonton?
1: I like this first period over. You can grab it. It's mostly uh, two, so you can get plus 120 or plus 115 with that price. Like I said, I think both teams are going to come out fired up. Uh, I don't think we're going to see the defensive style that, uh, you know, Sutter's going to, you know, establish with this team until he arrives. I can see this being a a wide open, and especially just the fact, I said, with Edmonton, the way that they lost the last three games, you know, they're already going to be a bit pissed off. So for them to be playing their rivals, we always know how heated this battle is. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of stuff between the whistles, a lot of rough physical play, which means, uh, you know, a lot of chances for the power play. So uh, I can see this one being a track meet, just like we've seen, you know, quite a few of these meetings, uh, the over it's cash in five of the last seven meetings between these two. So uh, definitely going to be looking with the first period over two plus one twenty, And like I said, might adjust and play some things in game as well.
2: All right. Like in that first period over, and there's a two at a plus price in most spots. So, Uh, You get a plus price, it's two. But if it cashes, you get three goals in the first period, which is possible. We've seen some two ones lately uh, after the first period. Look at Tampa, Chicago last night. That game was 2-1 after the first period. Very plausible you get that here uh, in this game, potentially Calgary-Edmonton. Because you're right, I expect both teams should come out flying. Calgary after the coaching change. Edmonton after the three-game shellacking against Toronto. Uh, You should see two teams that bring it uh, extra uh, aggressively here in the first 20 minutes. Plus, you could get a penalty parade. And that's why I, I, I generally like overs with these two teams. You get lots of physicality, scrums, you know, stuff happening after the whistle that leads to penalties, leads to power plays, and could ultimately lead to goals as well. Uh Vegas and San Jose, uh the final game of this 12-game card. Huge NHL slate uh today. Uh, this is the uh 12th and final game. Vegas, minus 210 road favorites, total six across the board. Uh, The Golden Knights, not pretty. I mean, they had a uh, multiple goal lead twice in that game, saw it evaporate. San Jose ties at 4-4, but Vegas wins the game in overtime by a score of 5-4 against San Jose. Uh, They gave the safety dance, because I like to say on Twitter, Oscar Dansk the start last night for the Vegas Golden Knights uh, with Leonard out. They needed desperately to give Marc-Andre Fleury a rest. They did that, uh, and Oscar Dansk gave up a one goal in particular, that was a bad goal to give up, but still they got the win. And that tells you Vegas, all you need to know about how they played in that one. Now I've been on San Jose overs a lot lately and most of them have been winning, including last night. I may not come back to it tonight, although I still lean to that direction. Flurry will be back in net likely for the Vegas Golden Knights. I may come back to it though, because I think Dubnik might be in for the Sharks on the back-to-back. We'll see. It was Jones last night. Will it be Devin Dubnik tonight? And Devin Dubnik, the last time he was in net, we know what that game was all about. The St. Louis 7 6 shootout uh, last Saturday night. Uh, his numbers, I mean, 1 6, 3.43 goals against average, 8.92 save percentage. So I, I may have to come back to the well with the over here if it's indeed Dubnik. But I'm waiting on that confirmation. Uh, I do think the over is worth the look. And I, I'd only look to Vegas again. But again, you're talking about now, they're even higher price than they were last night uh, prior to the overtime win. Just from a value standpoint, not a, not a great value on regulation line. Even the puck line, you're not laying, you're not getting a big plus price there either. So for me, I'm I'm probably going to get back to the over. Certainly will if Devin Dubnik's in net. Uh, Alex, what's your thoughts here? Golden Knights, Sharks.
1: Yeah, I would be looking at Vegas team total over. You can get three and a half at around a dollar ten, dollar fifteen. Uh, I think that's going to be a good spot, especially like I said, if Dubnick's in the way he's been playing, uh, he's been in, in terrible form as of late. Uh, and, and this is a uh, Vegas team finally getting their offense rolling. You know they, that was the thing that they, they weren't scoring consistently at times. We saw you know, you know, riding the back of Florida to get these two one three two wins uh, to kind of grind things out. But now they've got the offense going. That that two game set uh, against Minnesota really kind of opened things up for them, and you know, they had to make the comeback last night against San Jose. So uh, we know the Sharks like to you know lead a more open wide uh, game but they don't have the goaltending to kind of hold up in these shootouts. So I like Vegas uh, team total over three and a
2: half. Yeah, that might be worth a look. Definitely that Vegas team total over three and a half. A lot of teams get to four uh, this season against the uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, that's for sure. But San Jose's offense continues to be, you know, look at last night. Again, it's Kane, it's LeBanc, it's Couture, it's Dylan Gambrell. I mean, they're getting their, their offense ain't the problem. They can score. It's just, they can't keep the puck out San Jose and I think that's just what their team has been all season and probably the way their team is going to be the rest of the season. They're capable of scoring but not capable of shutting it down. Uh, at the defensive end of the ice. All right, that is the Saturday NHL card. Great stuff, great discussion, great analysis with Alex B. Smith and me uh, on the Saturday NHL card. Before we get to best bets and the pressure's ratcheting up for yours truly, I mean, that's seven straight best bet winners now for me on the show. So the more I win these, you know, with the streak, as the more the streak keeps on going, the more pressure is on my shoulders to keep it going. So we'll look for an eighth straight best bet winner today. Before we do though, a reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, uh, sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. You get a sign-up bonus. You get uh, bet boosts. You get weekly specials that will be uh, included in your DraftKings sportsbook account. If you sign up on the app, if you download the app, sign up for an account, you get weekly specials, bet boosts, you get the deposit bonus. There's so many great incentives and reasons why uh, to use this DraftKings sportsbook app. So download the app, sign up for an account and use the promo code T-H-P-N, which of course stands for uh, the Hockey Podcast Network, which uh, are are great partners now here of the Ice Guys show. All right, it is time for best bets to put a bow on this Saturday edition of the show. Alex B. Smith, the floor is yours. What do you like for Saturday's best bet?
1: Going to head out to the desert and take a shot. But the first period over between uh, Minnesota and Arizona, like I said, uh, you know, Coyotes were just absolutely flat uh last night like they could have easily given up six seven goals just in that first period alone the wild uh completely buzzing for for the majority of that of that contest i expect the wild to still play with that same kind of energy but i expect uh arizona to at least come closer to matching it so i like the first period over one and a half i can get it he said minus i'm seeing minus a dollar ten dollar fifteen so shop around for the for the best price with that but i like that over as my best
2: bet there you go Uh, Minnesota-Arizona over 1.5, minus 115 first period for Alex B. Smith with his best bet. Mine's going to be the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, and I'm going to do the first period puck line. I think I like that one a little more than the full game. I think that first period is really where, hey, we lost to this team that first 20 minutes. We're going to be strong. We're going to be solid. A rare first period puck line. I don't have many of these, but I like it here today. A Toronto puck line minus half a goal, plus 130, in the first period tonight against Vancouver. That is going to be my best bet for this Saturday uh, NHL card. And that'll wrap up this Saturday edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for watching. We had over a hundred live viewers today of this show. So appreciated. Spreading the word. Our downloads of the podcast are going up. The video views are going up. We're getting more unique listeners and viewers daily of this show. And that's all thanks to our great viewers like you and our people in the chat that I'm sure make sure they uh, tune in and spread the word we appreciate it so much that's what we're trying to do keep this show growing uh, throughout the rest of the uh, NHL season for sure we appreciate it thanks to everyone for tuning in a reminder if you can't watch the show live on YouTube download the show in audio podcast form daily Uh, so that you can listen to the Ice Guys. Even if you can't watch live, you can listen to us on the go, wherever you may be. And, of course, the podcast of the Ice Guys is available on all major podcast providers. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you tomorrow on Sunday, noon Eastern, 11 Central, for another edition of the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.